Hello, listening friends. If this episode goes like usual, then there probably are going to be some naughty words and adult situations discussed here. If that's not your bag, then NPR is waiting for you. Let's go. This week on Super Familiar with the Wilsons, we find out just how much we don't know about Oktoberfest. <laughs> Let's go. No. <laughs> I see nothing. I was not here. I did not even get up this morning. Welcome to Super Familiar with the Wilsons. I'm Josh Wilson, and I'm your friendly neighborhood misanthrope. I'm Amanda Wilson, and I enjoy when you start to giggle at yourself. <laughs> so that's, that's good. Welcome. It's quite often, especially when I look at the mirror. We have a little housekeeping to do, Amanda Wilson. Housekeeping. I think that we neglected to give the answer to the song quiz a while ago. It's possible. We're not sure, but let's give it again. So they say that, that the secret to good broadcasting is consistency. I mean. <laughs> and we consistently forget a whole bunch of shit. Okay, so the last song quiz that I remember that we did that we're overdue in giving the answer was, the the song was, this person who answers the phone ain't rough, is she? And then the artist was 24 hours to celebrate Mohammed Reza Pavlove. I'm trying to remember if we gave this or I just have Ashley's audio voicemail. Our friend Ashley Webster is is great at getting the song quizzes. So maybe that's just what I have in my head. It's possible we gave it, but go ahead. Or so you're saying that we gave the answer already. I don't remember. <laughs> Let's just do it and again. And you don't listen to this podcast, do you? I do listen to this podcast. Just, we need every download we can get. So listen. So the answer is, and several people got this. Uh, Gavin got it. Ashley got it. Several people got this one. 24 hours to celebrate Mohammad Reza Pavlave. Shah Day. He was the Shah of Iran. So it's Shah Day. Shah Day. Shah, that's a really good clue. Isn't it really good? And I should have just left it with that or picked a really obscure Shah Day song because mm -hmm. what I picked was Smooth Operator, right? Right. And that's like the easiest thing. So I feel like I kind of wasted this great clue by giving a super simple clue that someone could have figured out just by the song title. No, it was, I'm really impressed with it, though. It's okay. really good. Yes, yeah, so you're impressed by the fact that I did this really great thing, and then I screwed it up with a dumb thing. Which, by the way, that's kind of what it <laughs> Isn't is. Isn't this what this podcast no, is? No, that's, that's living with Josh is what that is. <laughs> So do we have a new song quiz? We do not. I'm I'm going back to the drawing board and I'm figuring out how to make it a little bit more difficult. I mean, it's difficult enough for me, but I mean, then again, I'm I'm in the novice category. Amanda, send a tweet. Please. All right, I'm on it. All right. So send this at Man standing in line behind me in the beer line. <laughs> that is an impressive Twitter handle. Hashtag quick note. The band did not hire you to be its percussionist. Hashtag obnoxious. Hashtag please stop. Hashtag no one asked for this. Wow. I wasn't around for this. So we went to a, a bat festival, which... Also had beer. It was a beers and bats. They should have called it beers and bats. They should have, yes. They, that is a missed opportunity. Now, I've not been feeling well, right? 
Um, I missed the last uh, few days of work last week, and and I'm just really um, recovering. I don't actually know that I should have gone yesterday. I just had to get out of the house. Yeah. All of that is to say that my already short supply of patience was already, you know, pretty depleted. Yeah. So there was this Irish band. But I don't think they were because the lead singer said, we're going to play an Irish song now. I'm not Irish, but I, I have some friends that are Irish. So I'm going to play this Irish song now. Whether they were Irish or not, they were dressed in garb. Maybe they were Scottish. So they had little like Irish looking hats on. Don't, Tams. I, don't ask me. Oh, Tam. No, Tam's is Scottish. It's Scottish, but right. d- they didn't have the And tam. they had either dresses or kilts on and they were they were playing traditional instruments well i'm probably really showing my ignorance but it doesn't matter to me that they were they were an irish tribute act so they were playing one of my favorite songs whiskey in the jar mm-hmm. which is a folk song and then most famously covered by thin lizzie and then metallica get that i've never heard the metallica cover yeah well it's a it's a it's a bop <laughs> what's wrong with you so this gentleman, I was staying there watching, and this gentleman had invented his own rhythmic clap to this song. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was so pleased with himself, this guy, with with his special clapping rhythm. Was it rhythmic? I mean, I mean did it, it match the song? It, it did, but in his mind, he had invented this new musical part. <laughs> like, that's that's fine, whatever. As you're sitting and watch the band, you want to do that. But he then followed me to the beer line that was far away from the band, but you could still hear the band, and he continued to do this damn clap right behind me. And I'm imagining in this guy's head, he's thinking, I I need the world to hear this. He is very proud of himself. Oh, he was so proud. Like, I'm thinking that that he's thinking, if I just keep doing this, someone's going to come up to me and say, man, did you invent that? Will you please, <laughs> like, play my daughter's quinceanera or something? You know, he'll start booking gigs and everything, you know, the rhythmic clap or whatever it is. Or the band will assume him into the band anyway he's freaking doing this thing right behind my head this guy obnoxious so i had wandered away with the five-year-old to do bounce houses which are also obnoxious and i came back beers bats and bounce houses that's right that is what it should have been called so i i wandered away and came back to find you sitting on a bale of hay with your phone out looking really dejected and i asked you what was wrong and you said i'm making notes so this must be what you were making notes yeah, about yeah so ridiculous so i already don't like it when people are listening to a band and they sing along yes even if the band invites them to do that like if you're in a band do that very sparingly because i am not paying you all of this money so that clarence you know (laughs) right next to me can sing off key sunday bloody sunday or whatever the hell not why i'm there so i already have a problem with that but then the people who are armchair percussionists This extends to if I'm riding in a car with someone and they feel the need to tap out a rhythm to a song. Oh, you make me stop. If I start, you reach over and put your hand on top of my hand. Because not why I'm listening to the song. I'll turn the song off and say, okay, I'll wait till you're done with your performance. (laughs) How did you introduce yourself when we were going into this podcast today? I don't remember. You called yourself a misanthrope, but I'm... Does that mean I hate people who like interrupt songs? I just think that you are grumpy. (laughs) I just well, think that you are a miser and let's find some other words. No, I, I mean, I get it. We the So the festival was nice. We've never been. And they were expecting like a really large crowd, like 5,000 people or something yeah. they had said. And so there's a bat conservancy here in town. Well, I use, I use in town very loosely because it was kind of out in the middle of out nowhere. In the middle yes. of nowhere. 
And the bats were really cool. We saw these Madagascar bats and their wingspan get up to like five feet. Like they were giant bats. I think bats are really cool, but I've only seen like the this size bat. I don't know what that, like a squirrel bat. I don't know what that is. So we saw the, we saw these really cool bats. Uh, there was uh, our 15 year old friends were there dancing with their dance company doing thriller and there were bounce houses and there was a beer garden. So you couldn't just buy a pint of beer. No. You well, had- it was a, it was a tremendous racket because they sold you these little two ounces, two ounce. Is that what they were? Yeah, that's what I they mean, advertised as large shot glasses yeah. for $25 right and you Mm -mm. go and you go to each booth and you get your and they fill it up like three quarters you're never going to get your money's worth no but i did discover some things i really liked which was interesting not that i will remember which breweries they came from so it was cool it was and it started out lovely beautiful weather chilly but by the time it was around noon everybody was hot and grumpy and it was a dusty field and so we were we were kind of done but i mean i would do it again i thought it was fun it was fun and you know grumpiness aside you you're paying the $25 for the experience and it was a lot of fun. And for the bat. I mean, it's... Well, I did not get to bring a bat home with me. What are you talking <laughs> no, but about? we're supporting the bats. Okay, the, the bats. The bats were hanging. They did not need support. They need... They need... They um, need food. love. They need fruit. Mm-hmm. They were fruit bats. There was a vampire bat. I saw that. They need blood. Like from mosquitoes and stuff, right? Like small rodents. <laughs> not from mosquitoes. <laughs> no, mosquitoes. That's no, like they, no, no, a no, collection no. bank get, of get fruit, just like a no. bunch of different people's blood. They land on small animals and they suck their blood. Okay. I didn't see any small animals for them to suck their blood. Do you think they house those somewhere else? Why do you think they had the children's bounce houses? <laughs> so close to the vampire bats. I'm just going to throw this quick thought in here. We don't even have to talk about it, but I'm baffled by people who look like they enjoy dancing. Uh, again, you don't like it when people enjoy themselves. <laughs> no, that's bullshit. No, I, I, and this is coming about because I saw on Instagram some uh, acquaintances of mine dancing at a, a wedding and everyone just looked miserable. Like, first of all, they're lurching, <laughs> lurching back and forth. Because they've been if, at the beer garden for as, a while? As if they are Frankenstein. No, I just think that they don't know how to dance. A lot okay. of people just don't know how to dance. And you put them in situations where they have to dance. And they're like, oh, God, this is like a, some sort of a cultural ritual I have to go through. Please let this song be over. And so they just get up and they awkwardly lurch you know, back and forth. And then, and then finally the song's over. And the look of relief on most people's faces. It's kind of a weird thing. I kind of liken it to dance-like movements and behaviors that animals use in courtship rituals, right? Mating, right. Yeah, Got it. yeah, yeah. And if that's what this comes from, if the dancing on the dance floor of a wedding comes from this urge for us to attract mates, then the human race is going to die out really <laughs> soon. There are some really good dancers in the world. Very few. And dance brings joy to people, and you need to just... Maybe Very those people few. like... Not you, God! You are so such a grump. I did not need dancing to to get you though. No, but I'm also not a dancer. Maybe there are people you know who's a dancer. The five year old. The five year old is a dancer. Yeah. Maybe he just needs to move. Maybe his also, maybe he the rhythm is he, rhythm's got him. The it's not going to get you. It got him. The five year old doesn't look a lot like me, but we can talk about that later. I- <laughs> I don't know who he looks like. He does look like you. He looked like me for a long time, and then all of a sudden, he's you. So there's that. 
Well, then fine. Maybe you're not the real mama. 36 hours of labor says different, but okay. It is that time of year. We are in the month of October, and I don't think I don't think we've ever done an episode on Oktoberfest. So we're gonna do a combination um, game time quiz and the big question of the week, which is, what's the deal with Oktoberfest? Hell, we haven't done game time in a while. Yeah, I'm excited. So, so here we go. I've got here uh, 12 questions for you, and we're going to keep score and see how well you know Oktoberfest. All right, let's do it. Question number one. What's wrong with the name Oktoberfest? Okay. Um, it's not really about the month of October. It is the German spelling for octopus or octopi, and it's really meant to be a sea festival. And somehow some drunken sailor got really into beer and like tripped and then Oktoberfest happened. So you, you're not actually going to try. I, that was me <laughs> trying. Thank you very much. The event started in 1810. And at that time it took place during one week in October. However, over the years it was extended and the starting date was changed to September. And so actually most of Oktoberfest happens in September. And they do that because the weather is warmer and more pleasing, and they attract more visitors to stay longer. Oh, so you're talking about specific Oktoberfest in Germany, yes. not like the Oktoberfest yes, that yes. we just had here last week. No, that's what we're talking about, the German Oktoberfest. Okay. So it's it's mostly in September, and so that's it really should be Septemberfest. Do you know where it originated from in Germany, or is that going to be one of my questions? Um, uh, that's one of the questions. Okay, because I'm curious. Okay. What is special about the beer served at the Oktoberfest? It's warm. Oh, well, that's not special. That's awful. Have you I, ever had I, warm beer? No, why? No, I mean, like, maybe, like, if a bottle had been sitting around and, like, cleaning up and then I picked it up and tried to, like, drink what the dregs of it. But no, I don't think so. I mean, no, never that, intentionally. So I have done that, um, been really drunk, and then had warm beer that's been sitting around. But I don't think I've had the real warm beer experience because that's also flat because it has been sitting around. Yeah. I don't think that I would enjoy warm beer, and I think it's just one of the few ways that America is better than Europe. Okay. No. I, what's wrong with the beer? No, not what's wrong with it. What's special about it? Um, it's happy. I don't know. Oktoberfest is, above all, a celebration of Bavarian traditions. So the only beer you'll find during the festival is brewed within the city limits of Munich. Oh, that's cool. So only beers that fit this criteria are considered Oktoberfest beers. Now, I'd be willing to bet that all of these Oktoberfest beers that we see in the in the, in the the aisles of Publix then are not from Munich. So, right. So my question is going to be, so like, I, I probably the Oktoberfest beer that I've had the most of is like Sam Adams seasonal Oktoberfest. And it's really good. And there's all these pumpkin ales and stuff. We had a couple different Oktoberfest yesterday. One I really liked, one I didn't. But they all kind of have similar flavor profiles so they're probably brewed with certain like citrus peels yep. and whatever yep. do we think that that's the americanized version of it or is it the same in munich um it is absolutely americanized version okay so the 
The Bavarian purity requirements uh, state that there are only three ingredients used in the brewing process of this Munich Oktoberfest beer, and that is water, barley, and hops. Oh, interesting. So no fake pumpkin flavor, no cinnamon, no peels of any sort um, are in the real beer. Although I do... It's like saying, you know, it's it's the same <clears throat> thing where like there's no Mexican ingredients in Taco Bell food. Exactly the same thing. Okay. So, but I, I do think though, I, I read a book um, that took place at a microbrewery and I learned a little bit about brewing from that. Now I don't pretend to know anything other than what I read in this fictional book, but it was my, I understood from that, that depending on the ratio of hops to barley to water, whatever, you can get different flavor profiles from that. So it's not necessarily adding additives that can change the way you get different tastes of it. So it's possible that there's still a little bit of that like fall-ish. Oh, probably. But think about it. If something is more hoppy, it's like an IPA, right? That's, Which I enjoy. So that you like IPAs, I don't. So what I probably like is something that's flavored a little bit more on the barley side. Next question. So you're, you're zero for two so far. Next question. The Oktoberfest was originally what event? What kind of event? Uh... You mean like generically like a wedding, a funeral, a birthday party? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it started. A wedding. You are correct. Ooh, you got that right. Boom. The first Oktoberfest was held to honor the marriage of Prince Ludwig and Therese of Sachsen-Hildenbergson <laughs> in 1810. Do you get points for pronouncing that incorrectly? Uh, no, I don't get points right, for pronouncing that, that incorrectly. So a, a fun fact that, that the original wedding also included a horse race. Oh. Don't do that now. All right, next. Very good. So you are you're climbing back in the contest. Adidas made a special shoe with what special feature for Oktoberfest? Oh, did it have the um, bottle opener on the bottom like that reef <laughs> sandal that you found that you love so much? Oh, my gosh. So I found this sandal. I was wandering around in a discount shoe barn, and I found this sandal that had a... Um, bottle opener on the on the bottom and i just don't understand it first of all it was a flip-flop yes it was made by the company so so you're probably going to be walking you know where there's rocks and stones so you you take that thing off to use it to open a bottle of beer and there's sticks in it and rocks and it's dirty and nasty Mm -hmm. the dumbest idea and that's not the answer so you got that wrong no that wasn't my actual answer okay what's your answer then um it had a tiny little flask of beer oh that would be pretty cool you know, I was thinking when I saw this question, or it could be like just not even t- a tiny flask, like there's a proper flask on it. Just or, a beer shoe. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like waterproof so that you can use it to drink out of because oh, okay. that's that's a thing that's disgusting. Um, with so much beer being consumed, it's obvious that some people might feel sick and end up puking. And that's why Adidas recently released a limited edition of vomit-proof sneakers <laughs> inspired by Oktoberfest. Oh, my God. They have Prost Stitched on the side. And Which they is were, German for cheers or and whatever. They, and they know it's German for... Right. Um, and they sold out pretty quickly. Because of the the kitschiness of it or because people actually need vomit-proof shoes? Um, I would assume with the amount of alcohol. First of all, it's not going to work. I was going to say, they're not vacuum-sealed to your foot. No, so like it can get it in. It will get in there, yeah. And then not have a way to get out, so that's even worse. Next, what must happen before Oktoberfest can officially start? Everyone must squeeze into their lederhosen. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going. Everyone must squeeze what? No. Let's put an X there. But lederhosen vomit proof. 
Because it's leather. Well, I mean, I guess if it's treated leather, but... I have... So, I worked How with... How badly must Oktoberfest smell? <laughs> so, uh, w- I worked at a school for a really long time, and our office manager uh, moved from Germany to the United States when she was three. So, she had a lot of, like, really traditional German clothing, and well before I had the children and was a size zero and could fit into tiny things, I wore her later hosen and it it's, I mean, it's a f- like, it's some skin tight stuff. Like I had to wear it for like some like around the world thing. Leather? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of sticking. Yeah. Oh, did you use like baby powder? To no, I mean, it was, I like, wasn't in it for very long. And also I don't have things that shape. Did you not listen? I was a size zero thighs didn't touch. Okay. So it was okay. It's not things I could wear now. But um, so the Dirndl dresses are really pretty though. So maybe you have, but that's the ones that you have to squeeze your breast into. Yes. All right. Oktoberfest cannot start until the official gun salute and the mayor shouts, it is tapped. And then he offers the first mug to the minister president of the state of Bavaria. And after that, it can start. By the way, drunk Germans with guns, not a thing that I'd want to no. be around. Nope. Absolutely not. Drunk anybody with guns. Mm. I worry about that a lot because of the concealed carry around here. American, yeah. Well, that's the good thing about Lederhosen. There's not none anywhere to hide your gun. That's okay. true. What do hairy hats signify at Oktoberfest? Hairy hats? Hairy hats. Is that a person? No, it is not. Hairy hats. And it's different than hairy palms. Um, I, the, I, You're done drinking? What, your hat grows hair? Yeah, it does. Yeah, no, 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 right. The more you drink, the hairier your hat gets. I have zero <laughs> idea what a hairy hat is. During Oktoberfest, traditional visitors wear Bavarian hats. The more tufts of goat hair on your hat, the wealthier you are considered to be. Oh, excuse me. So we know who to rob? What? Like, uh, this is advertisement. I don't know. And I did not know that goats were a symbol of wealth in Germany. So many confusing things. No wonder they're upset all the time. I've only gotten one question right, right? Um, that is correct. One question. Well, I blame Oktoberfest. All right. 600 to 800 people suffer from what each Oktoberfest? Dehydration. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Imagine like you're drinking all that alcohol. Your, your, um, vomit proof shoes are, are wicking all of the moisture yeah. out of your feet. Later hosen, Later hosen is making you sweat and then it right. wicks. Yeah. I mean, we had... I had what probably the equivalent of like two pints in the things that I drank yesterday and was super dehydrated all night. Like I just don't drink beer that often. So I can't imagine. Um, Here's the thing that, that I've only come recently to understand about um, drinking and having a hangover. Like when I was a kid, I didn't really care whatever. I would just do it, but it really clarify that by kid, you mean like a young twenties, please. I mean, whatever dude. It was such a long time ago. Who knows? My first sip of beer was, was when I was in single digits because my dad gave me the first sip off the top of the Heineken. So I can, I just want to make it clear that we're not advocating drinking as children on this Oh, I'm not podcast. advocating. I mean, look how I turned out. So I, I, I think I'm definitely... <laughs> a grumpy miser misanthrope. I'm, so I'm, let this be your cautionary tale. I am a cautionary tale. Anyway, what I was saying is that I did not ever really make the connection between drinking a lot of alcohol and being dehydrated and that causing hangovers. Yep. So I've, I've like drank like a fish before. And as long as I made sure to drink plenty of water, I've been shocked that I've not gotten up with a hangover. Dude, so it's a thing. there was that one night and I don't know if we're allowed to talk about one of our sometime regular. No, we're not people on the show. I'm going to do it. Why? I mean, we can, you can tell the story, but don't name any names. So we were at an event <laughs> for someone who sometimes appears on the show. 
And I think prior to the event, you had had a beer or two. And then after the celebratory event, there was just this line of shot glasses. And it was like tequila and whiskey and bourbon and scotch. And I don't know, like just this line of all the different things that, and I feel like I've told the story before that you posted and you posted a picture on Instagram and I immediately got a message from our friend Ashley of the song quiz fame, who was a nurse and who said, um, what's happening? Where are you? Please (laughs) buy your husband Pedialyte on the way home. Do I need to send someone? That's right. Right. And I was like, I am driving. It is okay. Um, But that's where we, that's where we got the Pedialyte trick. And you did not have a hangover the next day. I didn't. And forgive me if you out there, you knew this already. I had just recently learned this in the last few years. So, I mean, I'd heard the thing while where people say, just keep drinking water, but I never really believed it. But I'm a true believer now. Anyway, um, the answer to the question is six to eight hundred people suffer from alcohol poisoning. Well, yeah, every that year. makes sense. Now they interestingly, and and it does make sense. They have an on-site Red Cross tent. I um, mean, and it's usually full. At least five thousand eight hundred people need medical attention every year. Should we continue to support this activity that causes like so much? actual medical crisis alcohol poisoning is zero joke okay well, i'm not supporting it this um, and also this is happening in europe so what do you want from me i'm just thinking about the implications from a global standpoint all right there are 14 large beer hall tents and these things are massive um the largest one seats how many people Ten thousand people that's good Eleven thousand. Well, people. that was close no i'll give that one to you I'll give that one. That, <clears> was, that was a great guess. 11,000 people. And we got a picture. You should just look it up. It is unbelievable. But actually, this doesn't really look like a tent. It looks like a permanent structure with strips of fabric over the top. Maybe uh, they just unroll. like Maybe it's like a pole barn that stays yeah. up year-round. To me, tent means over. it's something you put up and take down. But this looks pretty, um, pretty permanent. I believe in Europe they call them marquees. Oh, really? I did mm-hmm. not know that. Um, there's also a wine tent that's interesting too. That's that offers be. champagne and sparkling wine, um, and then 140 restaurants and food tents as well. Oh, that's interesting. That's nice. Uh, all serving some sort of sausage. Um, every I mean every Wiener Schnitzel and and all the things. All right. Despite the international appeal of Oktoberfest, it's still a surprisingly local affair. Only 19% of the visitors aren't from Germany. Wow, that is shocking to me. Okay, so next question. Well, would that be like what percentage of people come to celebrate the 4th of July aren't American? Like that's something similar, yeah? No, I think that Oktoberfest is... You don't have 4th of July festivals in other countries. We have Oktoberfest festivals here in the States. You don't know. People might be celebrating our independence only because they were glad to get rid of us. Yeah, no, the Good Riddance Festival. What famous scientist worked at Oktoberfest? Einstein. Oh, that you got that one right. Albert, Only because he has the word Stein in his name. <laughs> that is exceptional, Einstein. Maybe that's maybe that's his drinking nickname, <laughs> and he just kept it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? We got to find out what Einstein means. Albert Einstein once worked as an electrician and helped set up one of the beer tents in 1869. In 1896. 1896. I got it wrong. Oh, okay. Give yourself an X. No. I already have an X. <laughs> Take me a second. Oktoberfest has its very own pop-up what? I mean, tent? 
is like yeah, but the, like but I, a pop a, up. It's a specialty thing, facility, tent, whatever. Pop up. Wow, I don't know. Like so many things. Like it's a pop up, like a clothing store where you buy all of your dirndls and lederhosen, or it in your goat hats. Or it's like a pop-up. Like, what? what's our BMWs made in Germany? Where, what cars? Bavarian Motor Works. Right, yes, those people. <laughs> it's a pop-up uh, BMW dealership. So it's a pop-up Adidas store. We'll give it an X. Oktoberfest has its very own pop-up post office. Oh, interesting. They send around 130,000 postcards and, and uh, letters every year. And most of them say, I love you. You're my best friend. <laughs> I love, shh, it's okay, it's, shh, be quiet, it's okay, it's okay, you're my best friend, <laughs> They hold what every first Thursday of Oktoberfest? Prayer services. That is correct. You get is it that really? Right. Yes, yes. I was they joking. They hold a mass every first Thursday of the Oktoberfest in the Hippodrome tent. A mass. I really was joking about we need to pray for all these drunk fools that are coming through here, but I guess it's no, true. No, no, no. Everyone is just piling into the conf- confessional tent like a <laughs> bunch of clowns in a Volkswagen. <laughs> and your last question. Wait, how am I doing? Give me a... You've gotten Do one, I have a chance two, to win? Three. You've gotten four correct. Well, uh, everyone, four out of 12. I'm everyone's a win. winner. Uh, okay, that's right. Thank you. There is a lost and found for what? Children. That is right. <laughs> yes, I- Honey, I lost the kids. That's right. Seems like losing your offspring is a rather common side effect of beer drinking. (laughs) We didn't lose anybody yesterday. Whether you can't find them or whether court ordered. Fear not, however, there's a lost and found for children office on the premises. And what we call that in the States is a mall playground. That's right. Shopping mall playground. It says here that Lost and Found collects around 5,000 items each year. 5,000 children? No, items. So in, apart from the wheelchairs, baby carriages, passports, keys, crutches, and dogs. Oh. And they find a pair of teeth almost every year. I think they mean... Like dentures? <laughs> dentures. I don't think they mean two teeth. Um, wedding rings are also <gasps> seem to get surprisingly looser in October. I'm scandal. absolutely scandalous. That's right. Scandal. All right, here's your bonus question here. So okay. you got that one right. So you have one, two, three, four. You've got five. That's better 12. than I th- you thought but I was going to do. I'm going to give you a bonus question. Um, and if you get this right, I'll give you two points. And so that'll take you over 50%. And will you buy me some Americanized Oktoberfest beer? Who is permanently banned from Oktoberfest? Bill Murray. <laughs> Oh, sad. Too, <laughs> too soon. soon. Too, too soon. soon. Oh, my gosh. So I, I don't know if all of y'all are aware that Bill Murray, the the receipts are, are in, and Bill yeah. Murray is officially a, kind of a jerk, which was very disappointing to me. But as I always say, no heroes, right? Nope. No heroes. But it's I'm going to give you a second chance because okay. that was kind of a joke. Who is permanently banned from Oktoberfest? Who would you permanently ban from Oktoberfest? Hitler? I, I was going to say Hitler, but was trying really hard not to. Putin, I wouldn't let him in. <laughs> I was just trying to think of Germans because you said only nineteen percent were Trump. Trump, yes. Um, I don't. I uh, uh, Santa. I don't know who can't go to Oktoberfest. Paris Hilton is permanently banned from Oktoberfest. <gasps> what October did she Fest. do? She went to the event dressed in a golden and shiny Bavarian dirndl to promote a a brand of canned wine. Oh. Uh, locals got the organizers to ban her because they were offended by how she dressed. Probably also offended by canned wine. All right, so your grand total is 5 out of 12. Not bad. I was really hoping to get pushed over the edge, though, so you could buy me an Americanized version of Oktoberfest beer. Well, I'll still do that. Thank you. 
No one likes to be told what to do. Now's the time in the show where we tell you what to do. Amanda, what should we do? Go find a local festival and go to it. There are festivals aplenty this time of year. And while they will take your money selling you two ounce beer glasses or, you know, funnel cakes and gelato or whatever, they the attendance part tends to be rather inexpensive and or free. So this just this weekend, we had uh, an art festival. We had Pride Festival, which I don't understand why it's in October and also in June here, but we'll take as much time as we are, we can for celebrating all the people in the world. And then also the bath festival. And next weekend, there's all these different fall festivals. So just go find a fall festival and be outside and um, enjoy it. Yeah. I would recommend people doing that because people need to be reacclimated to socializing in public situations. People are losing their damn minds on planes and shopping malls, in all of these public situations, partially that's that has the pandemic to blame, but also partially the fact that our society and our culture, and I think globally, is just getting more and more fragmented. So people need to go out, be in public, practice being nice boys, girls, and other, and and get it right, because I am starting to really get annoyed with people and how rude they are and how they can't play well with others yeah i mean we even see it with the five-year-old who was two when the pandemic started and so was home until he was four and now when he gets embarrassed and he gets embarrassed very easy and that's developmentally you know typical of his age but what he does is then he tries to turtle but by pulling my shirt up and putting his whole body underneath my shirt so yesterday which is a problem because usually that's where i am when we're in public (laughs) yesterday we were at we were at the thing and he was like playing like hanging on a, a the the beer garden flagpole and i asked him to get off of it and he did for a second and then went back on it and i said please get off of it and he did so then i had to break out what i call teacher voice and in both of my kids say don't yell at me when i get stern voice but i'm not at all yelling i'm just using a stern voice and then he got real something and then this man next to us was laughing about something else and in the five-year-old started saying he's laughing at me pulled my shirt up flashed me to all of the people and then went under and I had to drag him out of my shirt with him screaming. So he needs to be socialized. And unlike the Wisconsin women's volleyball team, there is not a picture of Amanda lifting her shirt in public. What happened? So apparently some video and photos got out. They had just won a national championship and they decided to take pictures in the locker room with them exposing their upper parts of themselves. Not with sports bras on, like with no, just... no, no, sports bras off. Okay. And and now there's, I guess, this big scandal. I think it happened. I think the pictures were taken a, a bit ago during last year's season. But that's my recommendation. Also, don't allow anyone to, <laughs> to take make go look at those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't go look at the pictures um, because it's a horrible invasion of their privacy. Number one, but number two, don't allow anyone to take pictures of you or don't take pictures of yourself that you don't want to be online. They will get out. Things it will have, get out. Yes, things have a tendency to get online. And even if that person promises you they won't do yes, anything with it. Yes, even if you're trading it, you know, you're trading pictures or videos with another person, you're you might not always be in a good relationship with that person and then all of a sudden boom, that's out there. Which has happened that way. That's happened that way before. I mean, I got some things in my back pocket in case you decide you want to go rogue. <laughs> Dude. No one <laughs> wants to see that. The scandal would just be ew. <laughs> Extra medium ew.
All right, Amanda, that's all there is. There is no more. What do you think of that? I enjoyed this. Thank you for teaching me about Oktoberfest. Well, go and, and take your learnings and um, don't get banned from Oktoberfest. Got a couple things in closing to say. I want to give our friends Dan and Lou a special shout out. I just listened to their latest episode on their podcast, Casting Views. And they had some nice things uh, to say about me. I want you to go listen to their show. Their latest one that they released Sunday is about funny and unusual websites. And it's definitely worth listening to. And there's some weird, as we well know, there's some weird stuff on the internet. And so go listen to that. I enjoy Dan and Lou. Their show is great, but they're also just really great human people. They, they are great human people, yes. Good job being great human people, Dana Lou. Uh, some more shout-outs. Our friends Justin and Brendan, Scar and Karen and Anne, Antonio, Leo, K and J, Chicken Tom, uh, the aforementioned Danny the Bucket, of course, Joey. Joey. And then Dan, Gavin, and Planty, wherever you are today. Thank you, all of you. You are kind of in the without whom department for this little podcast. want to encourage you to go out, subscribe to our podcast, go to our Patreon, super familiar with the Wilson, subscribe to that. And I'm going to give you a little teaser, things that we have coming up. We had a great conversation with someone we've just met named Zaya with his podcast, The Zaya Show. That's coming up in the next few weeks. And we are going to speak to my close personal friend, Chris Barron, lead singer of the, of the Spin Doctors again. And I'm looking forward to that. That's as right. Well. Chris Barron has agreed to come back. He's over your song quiz. <laughs> well, I had to promise that we wouldn't do that to him again. <laughs> and the Wilsons are going to New York in the next few weeks. We're very much looking forward to that as well. If you've got some recommendations, send them our way. And I, I, I have, I want to add on to your shout out with um, Karen and Anne. So our friends Karen and Anne from Sugarcoated Murder are writing a book, folks. And on their socials, they put out, we're writing a book. Can you guess what it's about? And so go on over to their Instagram, Sugarcoated Murder, and take some guesses. I, however, have a bone to pick because they wouldn't let me guess because when we when we guessed it on their show they told us what the book was going to be about I am not disclosing that but they won't let me guess isn't it kind of obvious what it would be about well but it's 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 more specific okay and it's going to be super interesting so go over give them a follow and um, see if you can figure out what that book's going to be about all right well this has been the longest outro that we've ever done it's because I have things to say so we're going to get the hell out of here y'all Have a marvelous week, and please don't forget, button your top button and put your glasses on. Talk to you all later. Go be nice. Bye. Bye. So, Amanda, as you well know, it is Halloween season, right? Spooky times. Are you prone towards, like, um, being more aware of, like, 
potential situations that might be creepy during Halloween time? I think so. But I, I mean, I, I think that's just pretty much like par for the course, right? Are you like that? Well, something just happened. Now, I'm very non-superstitious and I don't believe in the paranormal, right? Okay. But the weirdest thing just happened. We are about to, to leave the house to go to Publix to get something or another. And I Those are op- called groceries. Groceries, thank you. And I opened up the washing machine and you had put in like a black or a very dark blue piece of fabric in. I think sure. it's a, a jacket that you have. That's very it's that that um, jacket from your work. That's very dark blue. It's like, dark blue. It's like super almost dark blue. black. Yeah, and it had spread out in such a way that it was covering all of the laundry underneath it, and on all sides it had um, adhered to the side of the the drum. Right? Yeah, right. And so when I looked in. I just saw like nothing. <laughs> I saw blackness. And for just a second, I really freaked out because I was like, oh my God, this is like the black hole to nowhere. This is the vortex in which you fall? Yes. Yeah, so it really <laughs> creeped me out. And so that just happened. 